Name. Uh, Karolina Kubikowska. Age. 30. Lives in. Uh, Warsaw, Poland. Family. Uh, husband, brother, parents, pets. <laughs> what pets? Oh, there's there's many. Uh, I have three cats, a dog, uh, a rabbit, a hamster, and uh, two um, kind of rat mouse uh, critters that I don't know the English name of. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Work. Um, I'm an illustrator and a tattoo artist. Favorite coloring book. Um, favorite coloring book. That's a tough question. Uh, because of all the three, quality-wise and um, like the effect that it gives. I think that it's the imaginary friends one because it took a lot of experience and a lot of work. But I have a deepest sentiment to the first one, Po drugiej stronie snu. Well, because it was like the most um, amazing uh, feelings that came around with the new experience of publishing a book. So, yeah, it's like, you know, I think I'll go with the first one. Coloring book friends and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista Coloring Book Podcast and welcome to today's guest Carolina. Uh, hi, welcome. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Yeah, I'm so happy to he- have you here. You have uh, done three coloring books and just released your third, Imaginary Friends. Yeah. Crazy that it's already three. Um, I'm still kind of on the mindset and the experience of the first one. And um, I don't know, it seems very surreal that the third one is out. (laughs) Are you nervous before letting a a new book out in the world? Uh, Yeah, of course I am. Because it's like um, not only a lot of work, but it's a lot of emotions um, that go with each and every individual picture in the book. So it's kind of like I'm letting out uh, my emotions to people and seeing what uh, throwback they give me and uh, how they react actually to not only my work, but my soul. So, yeah, (laughs) I get kind of nervous. We are going to talk about all of your books and everything, uh, this illustration (laughs) thing. But tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? Uh, well, who am I? I think mostly I'm an artist because, um, I don't know, this is what shows um, shows everything that I am and how I can show the world who I am and what I'm going through at the moment or what I reflect on. Um, I am happy to also be a tattoo artist because I can uh, have like the... Um, relationship with the person that comes and gets my work i get like the feelings that they have and i can talk to them like personally on an everyday basis so this is a really good experience um i think i'm kind of uh something of a wild soul because i really like nesting and i really like to have my own place and the outside world kind of frightens me 
Um, so I think that's why I built something of a world in my head that now I, luckily, I can show to everyone else. <laughs> But this tattoo thing, how did that start? It started when I was just after the arts academy and I was looking for a job so, uh, you know, I could well make enough money to... Um, pay rent and pay all my bills and I was trying to get a job like or in a printing house or in a publishing house or uh, in an advertising agency and each of those jobs seemed like I'm kind of I don't know I have the really deep respect for people that uh, have that job and they really like it and love it but I felt that I was kind of wasting the time that I could use on doing something really deeply meaningful for me. And there came the idea of uh, making tattoos because that meant that I could make my original art and like give it to someone for their whole life. And that seemed like an amazing idea for me and an amazing experience when I was really schooled to be someone who expresses themselves in their art. Um, so every other job seemed like something that, that, that I was just wasting my time on. But had you done a tattoo on yourself before this? So you were like having a relationship to this? I had tattoos before. I had four tattoos uh, when I started to uh, try to, to tattoo other people. But I was sort of outside of that tattoo world community that was going on because I never went to any conventions. I had no idea who was like the best one currently or something like this. I just, you know, came to the studio uh, with um, my sketchbook and the idea of like, hi, is my work good enough to be a tattoo artist? And it turned out that, yeah, it was. And, and somehow it all got, speed and I had customers and people really really enjoyed my work and I feel really grateful for that. So you are doing the arts and and other people are doing the actual tattoo? Uh, no I'm actually tattooing them. You are tattooing them? Yeah yeah. And how did you learn that? on people <laughs> my husband was the first one that I tattooed actually oh that was a tough day <laughs> uh, but we went through it and then you know we just tell other people that um the next ones that come and see like the design you tell them like okay but you know I'm learning so if something goes wrong you just come back And I will give you a correction and we'll just fix whatever went wrong while healing. And yeah, it's just, you know, you learn on people. That's just the only way. It's the only way. And right now I've been doing that for like, um, wow, it went really fast. But it, I'm doing that for five years. So it just takes, I don't know, experience and time to But be sure of like what you're doing. <laughs> But uh, how was the tattoo, the first one on your husband? Fortunately, it was large enough that we had to split it into three sessions. Uh, so uh, the first lines, like the first ever crooked lines that I made, I could just cover them up on the third time. 
<laughs> so you can really see it. But now when I like see the tattoo every day, I'm just like, you know, it's not bad. <laughs> it could be worse. What is the what is the the illustration? The tattoo shows uh, uh, a Japanese demon. It's um, shown as a bird that holds the Japanese sword. So it was uh, kind of a fun subject because I could work on the feathers and the beak, everything. So yeah, for the first tattoo, I think it was a great subject because I could you know really feel it and get into it. And how many tattoos do you have? Do I have? I don't know. I stopped counting like at, at about 20. So <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. But w which one is your favorite? Um, you know what? I don't have like one favorite tattoo because every one of them, you know, people like uh, have different um, relationships with their tattoos because some people like get pictures from artists that they like, like making just, uh, you know, an kind of like an art gallery on their skin. But for me, like every tattoo uh, has uh, like a link to a memory or a feeling or a person. So that's the reason why I just can't pick one specific tattoo. Like, yeah, that's that's the one that, you know, I like the most. So no. <laughs> you have met a lot of people coming uh, for tattoos. Why? Do, why does people want to do these tattoos? You know, every person has like a different reason. Some of them are to commemorate someone like that they love or someone that they lost. Some are to um, like release their feeling of freedom, for example, and just by making that tattoo, they're like going through uh, the process of, uh, you know, somehow making the magic come to life. Like if you have like a freedom tattoo, then you will remember about that. Or they just want to uh, show on their skin, like their favorite thing or their favorite pet, or they have like a feeling that they want the artist to express in their own way. Every person has like every different um, reason. And I think that's part of the magic of meeting them. Is it like when I go to the haircutter, they, they got to hear a lot of personal stories and people uh, talk with them? Is it like that for you too? It's often like that, that I um, hear lots of personal stories because um, I think that my tattoos are like really mystical and my illustrations are also like that. So when people come to me for a design that they want from me, it's uh, like already linked with uh, some story that they have to tell. So, yeah, I, I hear a lot of a lot of stories from people. Because, as you said, your your uh, illustrations are mystical they, and a little bit dark, maybe more dark than in most coloring books. Why are you doing these kind of illustrations? I don't know how it started because it's um, like I told you before, it's uh, when I draw, when I paint, um, I'm giving to the paper, to the canvas, a part of my soul with a part of my feelings. And I've always been really melancholic. And um, I think that my emotions just flow into the paper and um, that my head has some sort of um, 
weird fairy tale world world in it where you know there's light but there's also some kind of dangerous darkness about it that not everything is like a simple fairy tale that you have to go through something to appreciate what you know the beauty the beauty and the beautiful thing that you see later i think i don't know i can't really explain it like with one word but i think that's about it <laughs> did you draw and color as kid yeah i think this was like the first thing that i could do <laughs> when i was two uh my mom gave me watercolors so i could make like flower like shapes um it was the first thing that i started to do actually it's like before i could walk before i could speak do anything i just took up a crayon or a paintbrush and then you kept doing this all all the years after yeah i kept doing it like uh off and on because um i had like uh breaks from the intensity of doing it i think um that in, at school i didn't do as much drawing as i could because of all the you know different activities that a kid has to do but um yeah it's always been like the main thing that i put my ta- free time into and these imagination and the stories were you were you reading a lot too um you know what my all my teachers told me that um that i used to escape into books and into different worlds from the real world it's not like the, i thought that the real world was horrible or something no absolutely not but um i thought that you know it's like when you get into a book you get into an alternate universe and there's so much more than what you see like every day when you get out of the house and you just live your life and your chores and activities and i used to escape into those books because i knew that there was like a different path in this book you know an alternate path and as many as the books are there are as many stories and alternative worlds did you have any favorite book as a kid i I think it was the stories of Narnia. <laughs> mm. I think it may not surprise anyone. My favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it showed me like for the first time like what amazing things could happen when you when you let your mind go and when you m- let your imagination flow. Uh <sighs> Or you know what? No, I I never remember because that was like the second one. Wait a minute. Matilda, Matilda, no watch your stuff. Yeah. Thank Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Uh, I now remember. I now remember that the Narnia was um the next one. But the first books that like got me reading were when I was uh, living in Prague. And um, I was lucky enough to go to like this American international school, and they had like this amazing, huge library, and I would like spend my time in there, like drawing, reading, doing anything after school. And they had like this whole shelf of um, these Goosebumps series, the Goosebumps stories, and those were like uh, horror stories that were meant also for kids. And I think I read every single one of them. It was like I went everywhere with these books. 
just the, the ladies at the library just you even like told me okay you you just missed that one you, you have to take that one because you read all the rest of them so yeah do you still read not as much as i i would like to uh because of um the time deficiency that i have in the um in the day uh, because i have like so so much to do having my own company and two stores and uh tattoos and illustrations everything and reading kind of went out of the focus but every time that i have a little bit of time just to steal these two three pages i do and and yeah i have like my whole walls are filled with books and i'm addicted to books so i love them but i'm waiting like always for like uh, three seconds to read something so i'm not reading as much that i would like to but you know it's just real life catches you yeah it, it kind of does but is it still fan- fantasy and horror sometimes it is but now i'm more into um books about um how do you say it um your spiritual life and um growing into your spiritual life um and about uh the history of witches and witchcraft i'm kind of um concentrating like on these subjects right now but i think that uh like stories and horror stories are still there somewhere also i uh like to read uh, the diaries of creative people i think that's something very fascinating how they live their life and how they manage to clash their um imaginations and the world in them with the real world i think that's a really great subject to get into and your first coloring book can you tell us the title uh, po drugiej stronie snu <laughs> <laughs> i want to say after you but what does it mean in english um on the other side of the dream it's like sleep and get into that dream and and you're sort of on the other side of your mind like you're not conscious in the real world but your astral body just gets somewhere else when you sleep and how did it uh, happen that you made that coloring book um how did it happen it was it's really strange how life works actually because um it was like i was uh, just before my uh month break from work and um my uh friend that i tattoo and uh that works in a publishing house um wrote to me uh that uh the publishing house uh wants to uh commission a coloring book from me uh and i didn't read that message for like two weeks and when i just opened it the two weeks later i was like oh my goodness i hope that opportunity didn't pass and i contacted her and um i uh started talking with her and edipress still wanted to um still wanted to uh, commission that book and they pretty much gave me a free hand with all the drawings the style so it's uh it's kind of is the darkest book from all three of them i think so because you know later on you don't have like the fruit with teeth and <laughs> all that uh all that good stuff um 
Um, so uh, we started working on that book, and um, it's funny how we um, spread out all my drawings in the hallway of the publishing house, and everyone was passing by and like looking at the work. We were putting the story together, uh, like uh, image by image, like they all are later in the in the coloring books. Um, like you have the text, the diary text, and that takes you through the story and the pictures are kind of like uh, going along with it and we were just putting it together and um graphic designer put the uh, book into the pdf file so how it would be printed later on when i saw it for the first time you know i i just cried because i never thought that my life would get me into that place uh where i would like see my book and the, the day when I got the book like as a material one into my hand was like the day that I would remember forever in my life. Um, and I'm really thankful to Eddie Press that they that they gave me that opportunity. Um, so yeah, I think that's how the story happened. <laughs> But when you knew you were going to do this coloring book and you said it was your darkest, but uh, where did you find that idea for this book? Um, the idea for this book was actually also like a free one for me um, because uh, it wasn't commissioned with that subject. It was like uh, supposed to be with my work and what I was most comfortable with. And it was supposed to be very different from all the coloring books on the market. So um, I was like, hey, what was like my fascination from like years, years, years uh, along the way? And I figured that it's uh, really the dream world, how you uh, how that's like the um, the easiest path into some kind of alternate reality into your subconscious into a fantasy world where anything can happen and i think that that was like the subject that i picked like hey that's what i want to talk about and i think that that's kind of what my work already expresses so maybe we could just dig a little deeper into that and i think yeah i think that was like how how that went <laughs> but what do you have any favorite picture in the book Oh my goodness! I think it's the mushrooms. It's it's always the mushrooms. It's always the mushrooms. I don't know what it it is about them, but but yeah, I love the form. I love the ver versatility of how they grow, the the speed that they grow, in. and like you know, you find that weird alien almost thing in the forest, and yeah, it's growing. It can be poisonous. It may not be. Yeah, I'm fascinated by them. Are you a mushroom picker? Uh, no, but my husband is. I'm kind of afraid, you know, because I don't know which ones are poisonous, but he does. Um, I'm a mushroom photographer. I always photograph mushrooms and, like, uh, take the material as a reference to my uh, drawings. So I'm a mushroom photographer, yeah. I don't pick them. I let them live. How was it the first time you saw someone else colored in in your book? My goodness, you know what? It's still so surreal. I didn't get used to that at all. It's like so amazing that, you know, you see like someone who 
actually physically has the book at their home and takes the time like to work around my art it's absolutely amazing and surreal it's like wow i'm so thankful that someone chooses to spend their free time on on something that you know i doodle out <laughs> from my pen <laughs> does it still feel like your picture it's a good question because it still feels like my picture but it's it seems like my picture through someone else's eyes like someone gives a filter of their own imagination i think so i think that's that's kind of the feeling that i get you know like it's something that they take from the image that i give them and you know it's the reflection of of how they see it really in their world how much are you scrolling through and watching your pictures Yeah, I tend to scroll and watch through um because there's like that that's also like one of the things that I was like, "Oh my goodness, can you believe this?" and I'm still in that exclamation point. Um uh, because there's like a, a group of colorists of my books on uh Facebook and um I am there as like this honor administrator so i get notifications of everyone that posts something and i get notifications on instagram also and so i see really a lot of the colored versions and so i see them every day so yeah wow <laughs> it's pretty amazing the second book tickets to dream tickets yeah it's the same theme dreams Uh yeah but it's in a different um meaning of a dream because uh the dreams that I talked about in the first book were like the dreams when you go to sleep and have your fantasy uh world in you know in the astral life when you just fall to sleep and that's it at night wait my neighbor came back All right I think she's fine the um dream and the meaning of in the second book is that um the dreams that you have of what you're going to do in life like the uh, dreams and aspirations uh that you have for the future that kind of meaning of the dream so it's like the you know different take on unfortunately the same word <laughs> so it might confuse people but um it's yeah it's uh, about how you can see yourself and how you can work on yourself and how you can evolve as a person and take control of your life and uh, just do what you feel that you are meant to do in this lifetime and just take control and the series of what what you're meant to do and just make it come true find the strength to make it come true is this something that you have worked a lot with in real life too Um yeah I think so. I think so because um yeah people uh often ask me like uh, yeah, like you did also how I started tattooing and um how I actually what was the path of me like well kind of making it as an artist. So um I think I had to resign from a safe life of you know having a job of 9 to 5 and you know while i was still uh, after interviews for a normal job to uh make it in the real world after school um i started to learn tattooing and i had a real choice uh while not having a job 
if I want to make the safe money and, you know, have uh, that um, insurance and everything else? Or do I want to just take a leap and find out what lies somewhere beyond the fear of me trying something, something alternative in life? And then it meant also that for the people who wanted to accept me for the job, I had to just tell them on the phone, like, no, sorry, I don't have time for that. And it was really risky. And I had to yeah, make that difficult choice. Did, think, did people th around you think you were crazy? They don't think it. They know it. <laughs> <laughs> they just know it by now. <laughs> so that's not a difficult question. <laughs> but this second one, this second color, coloring book, was it? Uh, how was that to do uh, compared to the first one? Well, it was quite different, actually, because... Um, The first one, I had the publishing house in Warsaw. I had, you know, someone to physically talk to every day. And, you know, we just worked on it kind of together. Uh, we just spread out the pictures on the floor and just talked about it and met for coffee uh, often and just, you know, worked on the book that way. But the second one uh, is with a publisher that actually I met in real life only once. And uh, we started working on the book um, because it came out as a, an idea to publish something of our own. Um, after Katerina, my publisher just contacted Edipress for uh, a translation of the book, of the first one, you know, to English or to check how that might happen. And that didn't quite work out. And then we were talking through the internet and it was like, hey, how about we make our own book? And so we kind of rolled on with the idea. And um, it is really lovely still working with her. And I don't see myself like, uh, I don't see anyone else understanding me in the way that she does when, when I uh, give her my ideas and uh, everything that we worked on together. Uh, so it was really work on, through the distance, through Facebook, through uh, email, and we just corresponded on the story, on the sketches, on the uh, ready work and how we saw it. Uh, Katerina mailed me uh, proofs of uh, colors for the uh, for the uh, cover of the second book and just I got them in the mail and had to like say which one I like most uh, so working at the distance like takes a, re a real big amount of trust but we understand each other on an amazing level and I don't see it like as a minus uh, it's just that you know it's um, really sad that she couldn't be on the official premiere of the book here because she just couldn't get here from the Czech Republic. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's amazing working with her and the distance doesn't really feel something um, of a difficulty in all the process. Do you have any favorite picture in this book? Again, I have to reach for it and flip through because there are so many that, that I love. Um, you know what? 
I think I think it's the girl that has flowers in her eyes, like one of the darker pictures. Um, it's kind of in the middle of the book. Um, I have to see it. Uh, she has the forest behind her, and she's kind of in those those smoke clouds, and she holds a, a flame in her open hand. And it's one of my favorites. I tattooed that in on uh, one of my loveliest friends. I work with her still in the studio. So I get to see that tattoo almost every day. Well, almost because it's on her leg. So, you know, <laughs> that's the difficulty. But uh, yeah, the design feels really personal. And, and, you know, it shows a lot of a lot of mixed emotions. And I think it's one of my favorite, most favorite ones in the book. And is Is that a picture, uh, is that also you, the one in the book you think the audience has liked most? No, I don't think so. I think the audience liked like the a little bit lighter ones, like the ones with the castle um, or the illustrations with the birds. I think this one, and also because it's a bit of a darker um, background, it's a little bit more difficult to color in. So I think that's why it wasn't like one of the favorites uh, from the work that people post online because the, you know the darker ones are kind of they don't give you as much freedom as the lighter illustrations. But the the person your fans what is it that they like about your books? I mean you must have got a lot of feedback. <laughs> yeah, well I get a lot of feedback and. Um, I'm so grateful to everyone that, you know, takes their time just to write me a message that, wow, they love my books. And um, it's always, you know, it always gives me that feeling that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And it gives me the courage to go on with it. It gives me some something. I don't know. It's magical. It's completely magical because, wow, it gives me the drive to go on with my work. And the the thing that people tell me about it is that, you know, it's the mystical world that like they need to run away into. That, you know, they have like this hour or two in the day where they can just run away into a fairy tale land and take their time just to work on their own version of that fairy tale. And yeah, I think that's the thing that I hear the most. Um They also talk about, you know, the quality of the books that they like it, they love it. But, you know, that's mostly thanks to my publisher. So that's that one's to her. <laughs> but how um, long does it take for you to finish a picture? It varies. It varies on, um, you know, the size of the picture, because like, uh, as you probably saw, some are darker and more delicately um, designed, like, Um, they have a lot of detail and some are a bigger close-up of like one element. So it varies. Like some take me a couple of hours, some take me a couple of days, actually. But what do you use? What pens? I use a, quite a variation of pens. I like the Kuretake ones. Right now I'm using the thinnest pens that Muji has. And I also love their uh, their pencils. They're automatic pencils because they're like the gravity ones that have the middle end that weighs down the pencil. So, yeah, I think the, that Muji is like 
on the top of the list right now. And what pa- paper do you draw on? Every time that I draw, I, uh, in spite of not using paints, I like to draw on a watercolor paper because I like the texture that, um, I like what the texture gives me in the drawing. It gives a, a kind of, I don't know, scrappiness to the, uh, to the drawing. Like you can see the structure of the paper and you can really get into what you're drawing thanks to it. It's like the smooth paper, it's good for markers and uh, and inks, but um, I think I see something in the texture and the process of making a a drawing even when it's only line work on the on the watercolor paper just a an additional quality i think but how is the process when you are doing a picture where do you start how do you start i usually start from uh, making you know so sometimes it's a, a process where i need to make a small thumbnail uh drawing like of the composition before i start on the paper but sometimes it's just that i start sketching with pencil on the paper and it all sort of comes out unplanned these are the pictures that i like the most when they're just spontaneously you know building themselves on the paper because it's always uh kind of a surprise how it comes out and it's um something that proves to me that it's not like a picture that i see in my head that i'm showing is the emotions that i feel and the world that flows through me somehow that i show because it's not always that i'm planning on what i'm showing it's sometimes you know just my hand works and my imagination flows and it's just all something that I see like being outside of myself and then I just see the process from the side like I'm not actually the author it's like something from another world but do you create do you create stories around the pictures when you are doing them um often yeah often I do and that's why it seemed uh so uh, right to put text into the books because uh, not always um, coloring books have uh, text in them. Uh, But I felt that I needed to kind of guide through the story because um, sometimes uh, when I draw a picture, it's like, just, just like when you read a book, you can read the picture. So yeah, I think you're right that, you know, I just tell a story with it. This third book that just released, what can you tell us about that one? I think that I'm amazed on how it turned out. And um, I am so grateful to everyone who uh, was part of making that book happen, because I think if not thinking of the you know nostalgia that i have for my first book i think the imaginary friends one is something that amazes me the most because it's that's like a book it's so big finally it's like a four size it's single side printed and you really have the space to get into all the drawings you have the 
um, I don't know, the energy of the drawings, like, I, I don't know how to say it, like beam at you from the paper just because you have that space around them and you can really maybe get into them, understand what they are saying to you. I know that makes sense, you know, because it seems so surreal. Because yeah, everyone will not think I'm crazy, but <laughs> I, I think that's that's what it uh, what it gives, you know. I have seen a flip through on YouTube, and I thought that it's maybe not, maybe it's a bit uh, less dark than the other ones. Um, yeah, I think it has uh, more uh, light subjects than the other ones. I think I needed to um, show like uh, not the sweeter side, but like, you know, imaginary friends itself is like, you know, you get into your head and you have the company of somebody being there and talking to you. So I thought like, hey, maybe we can look at the bright side of every hard work that we have to do and be. And, you know, the imaginary friends that I show is like what you find in your head when you maybe sometimes get lonely or sad or uh, you have no one to talk to and no one to guide you through everything, but you have that world inside you that can help you through it. And I think that's why it's, uh, it's like a bit lighter and a bit brighter. But how did you come up with all these imaginary friends? It's because I'm crazy. <laughs> it's because <laughs> no. um, I think I see all the all of the um, all of the uh, characters that I come up with, all the animals that I draw. It's like something from my imagination. So they are a lot, a lot of my soul and. I think that they are kind of my friends because I created them and I give them into the world. I get them like tattooed on somebody. I hang, I uh, can see them, you know, hanging on somebody's wall and it's like a friendly face of a fox and it gives you a smile during the day when you pass him. And I think that was like what I wanted to show, like that, you know, what you have in yourself can be a consolation for you because that world that you have inside can be really beautiful. Do you color yourself in coloring books? Um, no, actually no. When I paint uh, with uh, watercolors or painting oils, I uh, tend to start something from zero, from scratch, and you know, just go with it as it goes. I like the spontane spontaneity of uh, making something. Um, from a blank piece of paper. It's sometimes, you know, um, it's sometimes really tempting to see what would happen when I um, when I would color in even one of my own pictures in my coloring book, but I didn't really get around to that. I figured that I would leave that to everyone else and just see what they come up with. And I would just um, paint from, from zero. And I really enjoy seeing everyone else's work so much that I said, hey, you know, I did my part of that work in that picture. So you do the rest and you will do it perfectly. But what do you do when you need to re relax, do something for relaxation? I also do art and uh, mostly it's um, oil painting or needle felting. I make needle felt 
creatures, they take a lot of time. So, you know, and it's really a calm thing to do because you just have to sit there for hours and needle felt the wool to, you know, to make it into a shape. <laughs> and I'm also doing that, you know, like making these fantasy creatures. So, yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> is, is some of them the same creatures as in Imaginary Friends? Yeah, actually, they are. They are in the pictures, uh, some of them. And I really wanted to make also like a series of uh, oil portraits, like these miniature portraits that are the size of like a matchbox with a really big frame and then the needed felted creature, like in real life in 3D. I thought it would be really fun, but it takes a lot, a lot of time. So that's like a project that I'm working on around my desk you know I'm just making it all happen but it's it comes out really slowly but but yeah it's something that I do like for fun to get my mind out of my job my work uh my customers because you know I, I love them all so much but you know you always need like a break from the communication you just need to shut down and just be just with yourself so I think that's what I do when when I need that time And uh, when you are creating, are you listening to something or are you uh, happy enough in silence with your own imagination? I either uh, turn music on or just uh, watch a movie, like with one eye on the movie and the other eye on, on the art that I'm making. Uh, but yeah, I uh, tend to need something in the background. <laughs> I really like to have a cup of coffee next to me when I'm coloring, as I think a lot of people already know by now. Uh, do you are you a coffee or tea person? Uh, I'm definitely a coffee person. I actually need coffee in my life because I have such low blood pressure that every doctor tells me like, "Hey, girl, you need coffee." <laughs> so yes, if we're somewhere around each other, I would really love to have a cup of coffee with you. <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but do you, where do you find the inspiration? You seem to have a big imagination and a lot of ideas. What gets you inspired? I think it's a lot of different elements. Um, a lot of it is um, when I need to shut down, when I have like a more intense time in my life and, you know, you have to be like well put together inside and you have to like do everything in a specific order. You have to be in control. So the uncontrolled part needs to get out somewhere. And like that's the, like the first spark that you need like to create something. Uh, the second one that uh, the second uh, thing that gets um the inspiration flowing i think it's music uh music that i listen to most is like classical music or um music from movies it's like the thing that gets i don't know the strings in my soul moving um i tend to look through a lot of different people's art it's either art from uh different ages or it's contemporary art um it's photography um i love nature i love animals like i have eight of them at home so uh they're a bit of uh, a big part of um my imagining process i have different creatures uh in my pictures and it's like i think that when you see an animal 
uh, you have to like look really close to see really its soul and maybe the strange forms that my animals tend to get are like the thing that I imagine as the animal's soul wow I went real far <laughs> in that. but um, yeah I think it's nature it's music it's the emotions that I'm going through at the moment um it's the amount of solitude that I need at the moment because I'm a person that really needs a lot of solitude. Um, I think it's good for my uh, creative process because, you know, you just have to uh, concentrate on the piece that you're making. So yeah, I think that's about it. Are there going to be any fourth coloring book? Do you know that? Um, yeah, maybe I know that. <laughs> maybe I also already have some pictures for it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I am slowly working on the material for a fourth book. And yeah, I hope it's also going to be something interesting for everyone. And it's also going to be something really surreal. <laughs> so we're not coming back to Planet Earth, not whatsoever. Uh, we're still staying in the fantasy world. We're maybe going even further in it. Uh, so yeah, you can expect some some craziness as well. But how uh, far but in the future is this? I don't know because I only have a little bit of material. I uh, didn't really officially talk to anyone about making it, but I already have like some pictures. I have the idea for the whole thing, how I want it to go. But it takes a lot of time to get the pictures ready. So it's like off and on I'm getting something ready um, because I, because of the quantity of different projects that I have around me. Um, but yeah, I'm slowly working on it. There is no date. There is no timeline or deadline. It's just, you know, it just the most um, the most important thing is that it's supposed to be honest and it's really supposed to be uh, filled with all that emotion uh, that I want to uh, show people. So, no, there is no deadline. But, yeah, I'm slowly working on something for you guys. <laughs> Perfect. Before I, I end this episode, I just want to tell you again about my new patronship thing that you can be a patron now for my my podcast if you like to because it costs me quite a lot every month and uh, if you want to do this you can go to my website passionistacolorista.com and click on the link uh, support me and uh, there is like different levels of uh, patronship you can uh, there is this level one uh, patronship for like one dollar a month and then you get your name on the show and on my website and on Instagram, a shout out. And a level two Patreon for $2 a month, you also get early access to, to the episodes. When I have recorded it and uh, edited it, I will send it to you before the others will be able to listen to it. And for $3 a month, you also get some extra materials, like in this episode. Carolina has so kindly uh, promised to send a free picture, one PDF of one of her pictures for these Patreons to color in. And yes, no, we don't know which one yet, but it's going to be a surprise in your email box if you <laughs> if you sign up as a level three Patreon. And the last level is four 
for dollars a month, you also get some exclusive episodes. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Carolina, for joining. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. And I'm really honored. Thank you so much. It was really fun. <laughs> it was. And thank you all for listening. Goodbye.